0: What masterclasses have you seen that have been most interesting to you? There's one that piques my interest and I'm happy to chat about, but curious to hear if anybody has drawn you in um, from their name value or whatever.
1: So I, I would definitely start with the Gordon Ramsay. Like I love like his YouTube videos of mm-hmm. like teaching how to make a burger or making scrambled eggs. And he's like, got to stir it like a risotto. And then he's all like angry and upset. And he just, he swears. Like, <laughs> I appreciate that.
0: Hey guys, welcome to Product Explained, a show where we talk about products and the company's history and strategy behind them. I'm your first host, Jeff Lee.
1: And I'm your co-host, Mike Alcazarin. Hey Jeff, in Star Wars lore, when does The Apprentice truly become the master?
0: You know, I think it's after they take like a couple of online classes, probably taught by some famous Jedi who's maybe retired and looking for an extra income stream and probably paid for by subscription. Today's show, we're talking about Masterclass, an online education subscription platform.
1: Yeah, and masterclass I don't think has yet gone to the Jedi Council for full approval of who is going to be teaching the <laughs> apprentices. No, um, so for those probably of you not Anakin. Who... Yeah, ex- exactly. Anakin Hide is the... a duo of classes. <laughs> <laughs> Hide the young links immediately. He's very angsty. So for those of you who don't know what masterclass is, masterclass is a highly curated learning subscription service the instructors are world-class folks at the top of their respective fields. So think like Steve Martin teaching you comedy, uh, Deadmau5 teaching you EDM, Gordon Ramsay teaching you cooking and yelling at you all at the same time. Fabulous. I can't wait to take that course. (laughs) Uh, Masterclass self-describes themselves as, quote, the streaming platform where anyone can learn from the world's best. Now, I really like that description. And first of all, I also feel really targeted (laughs) at Masterclass. I've yet to take any Masterclass or subscribe, but when I was doing the research for this episode, this is the first product that gave me – or not the first product, but the product that's given me the most amount of FOMO mm-hmm. while researching this episode where I really want to download and use Masterclass. And as an anecdote for any of our product management um, and product manager listeners out there, I think that the best trait for any PM or product manager that builds a good product is curiosity – And Masterclass absolutely piques my interest. I don't know if you agree with that uh, statement. It's a very broad statement, but it's definitely, I think, an interesting trait to look for in PMs.
0: Yeah, I I think that's definitely something that you look for in products, especially with Masterclass. I think we can talk about it a little bit more, but I think the price point is what usually gives me pause for Masterclass. Obviously, you're paying for a premium because these are like world-class XYZ teaching you how to, I don't know, fold origami. But um, (laughs) yeah, the the classes are definitely highly curated.
1: Totally. And so briefly talking about the customer experience. So in a typical course, so let's say it's like the Gordon Gordon Ramsay teaching cooking 101 class, you'll get roughly two to five hours of highly produced video And so think it like top tier lighting, fully edited, obviously people doing makeup, just focused on the person speaking, just overall really high quality. You'll get course notes summarizing each video and a community board that you can interact with any other students that um, are also in the class with you. Um, Jeff kind of touched on this for how does Masterclass make money and what's the business model. So Masterclass is a subscription service. So... They only have one pricing tier, so students pay $15 per month, and you get unlimited access to roughly 100 courses, so that's about $180 per year. Alternatively, you can also purchase a one-off course for $90. It was interesting looking into Masterclass because I was seeing if you could you know, get any referral codes or any uh, promotional deals, and it doesn't seem like Masterclass actually does any promotions the only promotion that i could find is a 2 for 1 where it's like buy one get one that they typically run during the holiday season which is interesting because i and i think that's really showing that it's definitely a higher quality uh maybe not higher quality i mean it is higher quality but um they're going after a more uh luxury positioning you know like they, they're not going to discount this like it, whatever you get is is or sorry whatever we list as the price is what you're going to have to pay um Looking at the instructor list, um, you know, or sorry, looking at not the instructor list, but looking at how does Masterclass actually attract talent? So I did a little bit of uh, poking around on the interwebs on this and the Hollywood Reporter said that some instructors get a lump sum fee um, for like a, you know, for lack of a better term, B-list instructor for someone that's not as, you know, not the Gordon Ramses of the world that you don't really know. Um, they'll get a lump sum fee of like $100,000 uh, for their class to, to film. And then they also get a percentage of revenue from each student that watches. And they estimate that that revenue percentage is about 30%. So oh, wow. I don't know the numbers or the economics there, but it's it's really interesting. So I was expecting it to be kind of like a movie style deal where you have to pay, you know, millions of dollars to bring on these folks, but I I feel like going with this route of a smaller lump sum fee for masterclass is really smart because it lets them scale with less capital. You know, it's like they don't need to yeah. have like, you know, 100 million dollars in cash in hand and, you know, spend 20 million just to get Brad Pitt for, you know, just to save whatever Brad Pitt would say in his masterclass course. So, really really interesting. Masterclass is definitely getting a lot of traction. Um But yeah, I was excited to dive into this and I put this at the top of my holiday list for gifts that I want for my wife.
0: Nice. Yeah. I wonder if they run with a skeleton crew and that's probably why it's like cheaper to produce. I mean, with a regular movie, there's multiple sets, people have to travel around, you have a really large crew, a lot of maybe special effects uh, and a lot of people to pay. But with Masterclass, sometimes it's even just one room uh, and like one setup. Obviously, you have to do makeup and lighting, but you can have a small team do that and it can be a lot cheaper. So $100,000 for them up front doesn't seem that bad. And in a lot of ways, they, they are incentivized to pitch this masterclass because they get a big cut of it, right? So they kind of have aligned incentives with masterclass. Uh, the instructors have aligned incentives with masterclass, that is. Um, so and I it, do think that's interesting.
1: Totally. And uh, this is me rabbit-holing on Reddit the other day where it was talking about the business model of uh, twins, the movie Twins with Danny DeVito and... <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger where both of those actors did not take a salary for that um, movie and they just took commission so they each took 20% of the revenue so it was like straight up like, like no fancy accounting If you make $100 at the movie theater, Arnold Schwarzenegger is going to take $20. And that still to date is Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeBito's, both of them respectively, their highest grossing movie. Um, So I think this is really smart for both Masterclass and also for these instructors where you could potentially... The upside's huge.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's like forever, right? So (laughs) um, 30% is pretty large. I would say Hollywood deals are probably nowhere near 30%, are they? At least for like... I don't know, actors get a big lump sum and then they get some percentage of sales, but 30% seems pretty, pretty insane. And that's probably because the revenue streams here are much smaller than say like a movie deal. That's my totally. guess at least. So yeah, it's, it's probably a larger percentage, but obviously way less money. But you know, again, it incentivizes the instructor themselves to be like, Hey, I did this master class, go check this out. They'll post on their own Instagram. So kind of win-win, right? And then once people get into the funnel of masterclass, you might come in to take a class on cooking. And you might discover that you like the content or the style or even just the platform. And then you can then start to look at other things. And I think that's kind of how they priced out their uh, subscription service. It's like it's a pretty heavy cost for one course. But then for a little bit more, basically the cost of two courses, you get you can unlock all 100 courses and you can just learn for an entire year.
1: And then you forget about it and then and, you yeah, keep paying it. Exactly.
0: <laughs> like- I think that's pretty gung-ho of people to think that they could like go through all the courses or learn a lot of things. I think learning two major skills a year is probably like pushing it. I I wouldn't imagine that I can learn how to be a DJ and be a master chef in in one year. But some people are more, I don't know, more gung-ho than I am.
1: I'm going to hold a high bar, Jeff, and we're going to follow up on episode 100. This is episode 50, so (laughs) as soon as we hit 100 100 episodes, I will... See what skills we've learned. Exactly, and I'll make sure to share my masterclass login. Actually, scratch that. I will not share any... uh, (laughs) I will not break any T&Cs. What masterclasses
0: have you seen that have been most interesting to you? There's one that piques my interest and I'm happy to chat about, but curious to hear if anybody has drawn you in uh, from their name value or whatever.
1: So I I would definitely start with the Gordon Ramsay like I love like his YouTube videos of Mm -hmm. like teaching how to make a burger or making scrambled eggs and he's like got to stir it like a risotto and then he's all like angry and upset and he just he swears (laughs) like I appreciate that. I I thought he was more
0: tame in the Masterclass series though.
1: No, because like he was dropping f bombs in the. Uh, oh, um, really? In the trailer? Yeah, it, in the trailer for Masterclass, but that was one that I just would have to like see, just because he's so entertaining. Yeah. But the other one that actually gave me a lot of like interest was there's actually two. There was a poet that was doing a class on just poetry, and hmm. I'm not necessarily interested in poetry, but in my day job at Amazon, I do a ton of writing, and I, I'm always looking to become a better writer. So mm-hmm. I would love to just understand how to, you know, what. Like a Nobel Prize winning uh, poet, how they operate and how they think, because that was something I could directly translate to to my everyday job. And then the the second one that was interesting to me, or the third, I guess, was like a James Beard winning pastry chef, because mm-hmm. I am not a big dessert maker. I love like I love cooking. I'm always like I don't have the patience for desserts, but some of yeah. the desserts that this guy was making looked fantastic. And then the last one was Judd Apatow, just like being able to like spend two hours or four hours like hearing what he does to make amazing comedy movies would be amazing because I've always enjoyed you know good comedy movies and and all that jazz how about you
0: yeah I think the one that piques my interest the most is there's one on space travel I think it's By Chris Hadfield. Have you seen that? Oh, yep, I've seen that one. Yep, that one's like probably the one that gives me the most goosebumps, and I'm like, I need to, you know, when they when they do the trailer for Masterclasses, they always have this like kind of that like curious sounding music or chimes, and it, yep, yeah, kind of, you're like the wheels start turning in your head, and you're like, oh, maybe I could learn about space travel via this (laughs) like four hour video. That one's interesting to me because you know some of these other skills like cooking or you know DJing obviously you can apply them right you can use them today but it's not like people have become astronauts like from a study at home or like an online (laughs) class right and and this is coming from someone who's taken aerospace engineering courses so that's
1: what i was gonna say dude like that that's like so surprising to me so i did feel like that excitement of watching chris hadfield's like trailer Mm -hmm. but like i've already taken those like like (laughs) all those aerospace engineering classes as well yeah um but yeah i I hear you but that's funny that that definitely piqued your interest
0: yeah, I, I again, I think it's really cool. If people didn't have an opportunity to like like I did to to go and take actual courses on it, it's cool to learn about aerospace travel and or space travel in general. There's also one from Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think his is like scientific thinking, so a little bit more applicable to day to day stuff. But yeah, I think those are those are some really cool ones. Let's shift gears and talk about how this idea came to be. So originally it was founded by David Rogier. While he's a student at Stanford, it's a small university here in California. They <laughs> Masterclass originally launched as a website in May 12th, 2015. Originally it had three instructors and 12 classes were added in 2017. So it took a while to get more and more of these classes added. I'm curious about which classes were added first. Because the proof of concept is really important, right? If people... If you picked a concept that people just didn't care about or it wasn't appealing to people, people don't really hear about masterclass. So I I think that 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 was probably a really interesting time to pick three instructors. And as Mike and I mentioned, a lot of the core of masterclasses, they curate this by like these A-list instructors. So did they get these instructors offhand? Like in the beginning, do they know somebody? If I were to walk up to Ashton Kutcher because he's such a great investor and ask him to teach a masterclass on venture capital like, I don't think that he would just do it. You know, there's got to be some sort of validation behind it.
1: Because he's, he's like, what are you? You know, it's like, I yeah. don't understand. Like, why? I mean, it's a lot to bet on. You know, I think that's where right. it's the importance of having a strong founder. And, you know, I'm sure I've never like listened to David before, but I think just going to Stanford, that gives you a lot of cachet to just get in the door and have these conversations with yeah, for sure. whomever you're asking to say, hey, like, I'm starting this thing. This is what it's going to be. Do you want to be the, the, the first person to do it?
0: yeah. And I'll say this too, with Masterclass, unlike a lot of other products where you get a lot of, I'll call it like radiant exposure from other people that have used the product. Like even if you've never used Udemy, you've probably heard of someone who's used Udemy or even if you've never gone to a general assembly class, you have an idea of what it is. With Masterclass, it seems a little bit more guarded, maybe because the paywall is a little bit higher. Like I don't know anyone that's personally used Masterclass. Generally, I think a lot of people have heard about Masterclass, but I, I don't have any friends or family give me testimony to whether or not it's good. So I totally. think that's where it makes it a little interesting because it's not like, yeah, y- you can't really say whether or not it's a good product if you haven't heard about it and you don't have friends that you trust that can give you their personal testimony.
1: Yeah, this feels like something that back in undergrad, I would have just torrented. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it would have been like yeah. on like a, you know, like the university I went to, like had a giant like peer-to-peer network and this is something that i guarantee w- would be on and that's that's what i would have been would have tried it out but yeah totally hear you
0: yeah so in 2017 um kevin spacey's master class which was on acting i believe was actually removed because of the multiple <sighs> sexual assault allegations that were publicly made against him so i think that was like one of the first times that maybe not necessarily masterclass was in the spotlight but they had to like make some major change to some of their their curriculum offerings It's extremely unfortunate (laughs) to to,
1: to, to, tie. Definitely bet on the wrong horse there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then in 2018, at that point, they had 50 classes and 1,000 lessons. So about 20-ish lessons per class. That's pretty good. I mean, now you said we're at over 100. So, I mean, and these classes are well-produced and put together and mostly evergreen content. like They Mm -hmm. they last for a long time, if not forever. In 2018 was the first time they started to support mobile classes, which is pretty shocking to me. I, I think that's kind of late to be able to support learning on the go. I mean, mobile phone and mobile learning is like something that people are trying to like really tap into and learning on the fly. I mean, you look at some of the other, I'll call them like ed tech products that we've covered before, like Duolingo, uh, where you can do small snippets of lessons. I- I'm surprised that they had they didn't tap into that sooner. 2018 was only three years ago, right? So
1: yeah. Well, I guess like maybe that's just like another point of like, um, you know, just build on what you know works really well. And just invest into that and then expand to other things when you can. Um, Yeah. Cause I don't know if they're, I mean, people that are interested in this, maybe you need to be in, at least I need to be like in the zone. And like, I don't know if I would like to take a class like this on my phone. I I wouldn't be as serious with it. Yeah. I'd rather just have my laptop up. But then I see the counterpoint, like, especially for a cooking class, if I couldn't do it on my phone in my kitchen, I'd have to get my laptop. And then it's like, Like, I don't know, especially if it's like a pastry class, I just have all this like powdered sugar everywhere and like everything's sticky. I'd rather just do that on my phone. That's waterproof and all that. Maybe there's
0: two modes of learning. Like one is like, what can I learn that I can apply? And in those cases, you want to be like in the setting, right? Like you want to maybe have like a desk and notes and or in the kitchen and notes. But there are other instances like the space travel one. If you're just learning about it because you're curious, you can do that on the train or do that on your commute. Because you're probably not going to be building any rockets anytime soon. Like, <laughs> just a secret for the people at home: it's not it's not cheap to build a rocket. Uh, it's literally and send, it rocket off into, send it off into space with a probably ninety percent chance that it's going to blow up. So goodbye, a couple million dollars of investment. Uh, a couple million dollars is probably on the cheap end as well. So, anyways, speaking of the money, Masterclass started with a four point five million dollar initial funding, which is pretty solid. And then yeah. most recently. They had $225 million in a Series F, bringing the total valuation into $2.75 billion. So people are obviously still interested in the idea and the concept behind Masterclass. I think it helps to have this kind of like A-list clout behind it where people are validating it. Like that's a, a social proof is such a big deal and it's hard to really buy that. I mean, we'll talk about competitors in a little bit, but they don't have anywhere near the same social proof. It's not like, I don't know, Vin Diesel is like telling me about acting or whatever, <laughs> or building muscle cars and like another one of these ed tech platforms. Masterclass is kind of it when it comes to connecting what you think of as the maestros in their space with the particular
1: skills that you're trying to learn. Who'd be your ideal like masterclass? Like if you could write your own like masterclass that like you would 100% have to buy the subscription, who'd that be for you? If I can have
0: anyone teach anything, yeah i'd have nero teach insanity <laughs> but if i if i had to give a real answer
1: adam Schefter teaching nfl insider trading <laughs>
0: like, you know who'd be a really good person to have on master class weirdly uh, as someone who like really enjoys the nfl but doesn't i didn't play football in high school so i don't really know much about plays in the playbooks like i just kind of i'm a couch expert i see what i see and i'm like oh this person's good at blah 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 like good at running yeah. these routes or whatever and i i only think of it from a fantasy lens you know targets and stuff like that i don't think about like schemes i think it'd be really cool to have one of the greats either coaches or quarterbacks like teach a master class like even tony romo when he just is on on yeah. um on sundays like talking about plays that's like really eye-opening for me and they're oh, talking about good all this one. stuff i think it'd be awesome yeah It'd be fun. It'd be like lighthearted. You'd get to see behind what's going on. Uh, you get to understand what, what he's thinking about. Obviously, like Peyton and Eli, they have their Monday night show and they're talking about, you know, what they're thinking in terms of the the game flow and the plays and, and what's going on. And I think that's also really interesting. So to build that out and put more meat on the bones in terms of the content, that would be a great masterclass. I'd be really interested to see that.
1: Yeah. Or I just one supposed-
0: on kicking, <laughs> like Justin <laughs> Tucker teaching kicking or something. Oh my It'd be God. Hilarious.
1: That would be hilarious. I just pictured like Justin Tucker in like a Japanese garden raking, you know, like raking (laughs) the sand and he like, that's what he's saying, you know, the whole time He's like, this is what I'm picturing. Um, no, I I totally agree. That would be really cool to have like NFL related ones because, um, there's a couple podcasts that I listen to for like, that are more Buffalo bills focused, but they have some really good breakdowns on, and they're just like average shows that like played football before the the cover one Mm -hmm. podcast is super good at this. Um, but they have like different like you know folks that break down plays like they have like defensive like, like breakdowns and offensive breakdowns. But getting like the nitty gritty and explaining like all everything that's happening is a super is super hard. I mean, football is a pretty complex game, so yeah. that'd be really cool. I would I love think... to see offensive lineman or a defensive lineman breakdown, just because mm. that's a part of the game that you kind of miss through fantasy football. Yeah, um, but it's such a huge part of the game. I think the only other
0: thing I would say in this instance is like having people from previous in history like teaching things that they're really good at so like maybe bruce lee teaching martial arts i'm sure that would be an insane hit or i don't know like general Patton teaching like war or like advanced war strategies or whatever that would be pretty insane as well like those are the things that you don't get a chance to to obviously get in today's age like we have this cross-section of people that are really good at their craft now but what we don't get is people in the past so it would be in this hypothetical i, I would choose some of them to come teach some classes
1: winston churchill teaching public speaking or any of the or... philosophers
0: coming teaching courses like that that would be really cool
1: oh man that'd be cool for like a virtual reality you know like to to make up something like that oh you know? yeah yeah interesting well, We digress a little bit, but we can talk about who Masterclass is for. I have the target customer as the quote-unquote and making up this customer segment, but the casual creative. So someone that wants to learn more about a specific skill, craft, or topic. I think what's really important and a huge differentiator for Masterclass is that it's not an accredited university-style class. It's not someone teaching you that something traditionally, you know, air quotes, useful according to our education system. Mm-hmm. It's truly crafts like comedy, poetry, magic, pastry making, bread making. The list goes on and on. Um, I think that, you know, it, it's just really interesting and it gets your mind just going. I I, I don't know. I, I just love like the possibilities. I, I get really excited about it. And I think that's what – they're able to capture is that lightning in a bottle for like these people that have made it to these non-standard ways of making a really stellar career that you're able to take a peek into that and say, Hey, like, you know, what would it be like if I could be this creative as opposed to just my regular desk job? (laughs) Yeah. So I think that the interest is there with the differentiation that masterclass has with these like, you know, craft style classes in the first four months of, you know, starting up masterclass sold, courses to more than 30,000 people. So, you know, that's a a ton of traction, like right away. It's not a public company yet, so I couldn't find data on how much revenue and how many classes or customers and students are taking these courses. But I just wanted to set the stage for some data I found on the overall e-learning market. So it's absolutely massive and it's way bigger than I thought. Just in the U.S., it's a ninety billion dollar market for how much Americans spend on uh, e-learning, and it's expected to grow even more and even faster post-COVID. So that number just blew my mind, and um, it's just really interesting that to see that MasterClass is bringing this like Netflix-style production to e-learning.
0: Yeah, and one thing I want to call out is that I wonder. This is like could spark another long conversation, but I've always thought about this construct of traditional four-year education and like learning in universities and how like it doesn't make sense for some skills anymore right like we used to have apprenticeships and people would learn that way and uh, then we ha- then four-year universities became such a big racket this is coming <laughs> from someone who's gone to both
1: six years of school <laughs> yeah like
0: done undergrad and grad school right so um so the, this is coming from my mouth and I, I don't think that a four-year university is right for everybody And there's definitely a lot of opportunities for people to learn skills outside of paying for that really pricey piece of paper that in some cases it's worth it, in some cases it isn't. But I'm really interested to see about this idea of like micro-credentialing and learning in the future. Like, could you just learn modules and build out your own curriculum and have a collection of skills that you then pitch to, I don't know, people that are offering jobs, employers and stuff like that. Like, I think that the validation today is in the piece of paper, but as a lot of us know, that that gets you like maybe 60, 70% of the way. And there are some things that they teach you that you won't use. So why not just curate your experience or vice versa? Why wouldn't employers ask explicitly for you to take these like different subsets of classes? Like for our job, we would want you to do XYZ and then like learn all this as take-home homework. And once you master these things, Ah, uh, come take an assessment with us, and then if you pass that, then you'll get the job. Like that's a very different approach because now it's like, oh, did you get a degree? Yes, okay. Right. Now we'll like do the interview. Like it, it seems like a little redundant. plus the I, I, there's a problem with standardization. Like not all the degrees are the same. And even people that earn the same degrees within the university aren't the same. So how can we standardize that experience as well?
1: Could't I couldn't agree more?
0: So I am very curious about like what the future holds in terms of, these like traditional universities and how we kind of build curriculum and and educate people. And how's that going to scale? Cause it's not like, it's not easy to build and run a university and it's not easy to like continue to expand the ones that are already there. And I don't even think that's the right approach. Like could people just build content that's evergreen like this and it's more consumable and scalable. And then they go to these uh, maybe universities in like very specific cases instead, like it's instead of becoming the norm, it becomes kind of like the special case.
1: For sure. And I I think like something's got to give too, especially, I mean, you've you've seen it in a ton of the episodes that we've done where it's a huge focus on like content creators and content Mm -hmm. creation that doesn't really fit the old, you know, (laughs) industrial education style where you just needed compliant people. Now we need much more creative people. So it's a really interesting point. I couldn't agree more.
0: Yeah. Let's just shift gears to talking about the competitors because I think this will help kind of flesh out the rest of what the future could look like. I want to talk about Udemy. Uh, Udemy is a online like ed tech platform where people like you and I can teach courses and put courses up there. And it's slightly different from Masterclass in that Masterclass focuses on these like well-known instructors that are maestros in their space. But Udemy is more about like peer-to-peer content creation. Um, the Jeffs
1: and Mike's of the world.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like if we taught a class on podcasting, we could maybe put it in there, but probably wouldn't be that good. Yeah, I think <laughs> that's that's where Udemy really shines. Similarly, there's Coursera, where I talked about universities before. Coursera basically matches universities and people from accredited universities will create these courses so that you can get certificates. And then anybody can go take those courses and I can earn a certificate from, let's say, like University of Wisconsin, if there was a course or a course on it that was taught by a University of Wisconsin professor. So it allows for this scale. Um, and I think that's also equally interesting. And then lastly, I want to mention um, LinkedIn Learning, which is, again, more of that skills based, maybe like micro credentialing, micro badging mindset where people can learn one small skill that's maybe very tactically ac- applicable and people can like use that very well. For example, I can take a LinkedIn course on how to build a Gantt chart and use that in my day-to-day job, for example. And there's one more I want to kind of slide in here, which is YouTube. YouTube isn't necessarily an edtech-only platform, but uh, as you and I both know and probably hear all the time, just YouTube it, right? Like if if there's a skill or something that you need to learn, why not just see if somebody's made a free video on it without paying for any of these courses or subscriptions or whatever? And maybe you can pick up a lot of the skills that you're looking to achieve as you're or trying to deep
1: knowledge, sprinkles. like birds aren't real or <laughs> <laughs> the earth, earth is flat. The earth is flat. Yeah,
0: exactly. They're trying
1: to keep it from us, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> no. And the last one I had in here for competitors is just like your average crafts place. You know, mm-hmm. I've taken a ton of like, there's a place here in Rochester called the Brainery that just does. Different courses, you know, anything from like candle making to just, you know, hands on coursework. You know, I've taken like some painting classes before and even like welding classes, less for like technical welding and more for just like art welding where you got to make stuff. So I think that's something that if there's jobs to be done of like, you know, someone just learning new crafts, like that's something that you can do locally that you can compete with. We can talk about our thoughts. I'm happy to go first. So, I'm going to rate masterclass pretty high. Like I'm really excited about this and I'm definitely going to ask for this. Like I said, for uh, a gift for my wife or for my family for, mm-hmm. for this, this Christmas to see if someone will get me a, a subscription because I would love to take some classes. I'd love to just dive into these and, you know, especially cause I want to start feeling more productive in my, in my downtime, but also with less pressure. I feel mm-hmm. like if I'm learning something and, you know, hearing from, Gordon Ramsay or hearing from a pastry chef on how to make pastries, I think it's a cool way to you know learn something new and, and pick something up. So I'm gonna call this a you know 4.6. I think that oh wow yeah. they're going after like they know like the product market fit where it's high end, it's highly produced. Uh, they have a really good product. Uh, they're not gonna water it down and then selling it to the masses. I th- I think my review might change if I had actually use the platform and produce or sorry and consume the content but you can't really mess up a video per se you know i think Mm -hmm. as long as it's watchable and like you're learning a lot i think i think that'll be good so 4.6 without using the product but i just really really want to (laughs) to dive into this so i will i will keep the team posted on uh how that my final review turns out but 4.6 for me
0: yeah, we're gonna be pretty far apart here this time, which is gonna be interesting. Um, but I'm gonna give it a 3.8, mostly because I've used other, you know, online course marketplaces like Udemy, and they're usually they're like a lot cheaper, and they're taught by, I wouldn't say like lay people, but they're not like these like they're not movie stars per se. They're not super well known and famous. And I'll say that like even in those instances. I have learned a lot, but it's been hard for me to like retain some of that knowledge or use some of that knowledge. Like I, I can't tell you how many Udemy courses I've bought but never gone through and finished. So I I do question whether or not just because there's more polish around the production value if it's going to mean or or if it or if that the subject is actually like I don't know uh, Gwen Stefani teaching me how to sing or do <laughs> or do <laughs> scales or whatever. But like I, I I question whether or not it's about the instructor and the uh, the polish of the content versus like the actual content itself and for me even using a competitor like udemy and not getting what i would expect out of this online course i wouldn't expect much different from masterclass with that being said that might also just be me like i like to learn by doing and so i've found that doing something more like a boot camp or an activity is a lot more conducive for me to learn and kind of jumping into the deep end versus like trying to like learn everything via theory and then craft and then trying to figure out ways to apply them myself. So that that might just be a Jeff problem, but I, <laughs> I also kind of mentioned it before, but like the price point is a little too steep for me. I understand that you have a lot of these really great people coming on to teach you these things, but they might be great at being chefs or might be great great at being music producers or whatever but that doesn't mean that they're great instructors i mean there's a big assumption that you draw when you're you know signing up for this thing and i i I definitely get that there's probably really good course creators that are behind the scenes helping to curate this content but at the same time i'm not sure how well that'll actually translate so yeah mike and i are pretty far apart but i'm interested to see mike when you do take some of these courses like what you've picked up and learned and maybe i'll have to change my score the next time we think about this
1: just out of spite jeff I am going to launch a rocket into space after taking Chris Hadfield's course. Go for it. Prove, let prove me your know when you're 3.8 wrong. Let me
0: know when you <laughs> file for bankruptcy. <laughs>
1: <So>. <laughs> it's too, instructions unclear. I declare bankruptcy, like Michael Scott. <laughs> awesome. Well, this one was a ton of fun. Um, I'm super excited about Masterclass, uh, apparently more so than Jeff. But <laughs> those are our thoughts on Masterclass today. And we'd love to hear from you, our audience. So definitely reach out to us. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at ProdX Podcast. That's P-R-O-D-E-X Podcast.
0: Yeah. And if you like this show, be sure to like us and subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. And let us know what products we should review next. See you next episode.